Today's program is brought to you by ETF Guide. Is your investment portfolio helping you or hurting you? Go to PortfolioReportCard.com to find out. And if you get an A, we pay you $100. Welcome to Portfolio Talk. I'm Rhonda Leggy. Coming up on today's show, I do a portfolio report card for ZK in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He's 55 years old. He's in the real estate business, and he asked me to analyze and grade his $381,000 investment portfolio. Does it pass or does it fail? Well, you're going to find out on today's program. And remember, if he gets an A, I pay him $100. Now, before we get into ZK's portfolio report card, let me just pose this question to our audience. Why are we so obsessed with the things in life that we cannot control? For people with a portfolio of investments, they too are victims of these lifelong obsessions. We're so absorbed on what we cannot control that we end up ignoring or forgetting about what we can control. Now, what kind of investment results would we get if we just tackled the things that we can control? What if we just focused our attention on the things we can regulate, like limiting the cost, limiting the risk, and limiting the taxes on our investments? What type of wonderful results would follow? It's a rhetorical question that I want you to think about. This week's portfolio report card is for ZK, a 55-year-old real estate broker. He's located in Minneapolis, Minnesota. In my exchange with him, ZK told me he's a knowledgeable investor and that his main goal is to grow his money quickly. ZK's combined portfolios consist of two IRAs, those are traditional, and then two uh, one SEP IRA uh, valued, and this is the combined value, at $381,601. Now, one of his traditional IRAs is invested with American funds, and the other IRA and SEP are invested in variable annuities with AIG and Pacific Life Insurance Company. Now, the IRA with uh, AIG is valued at $200 thousand dollars two hundred and seventy one dollars and then the ira with american funds is uh valued at uh around a hundred and forty thousand dollars and then finally his sep ira with pacific life is valued at just over forty thousand dollars so now we're going to take a look and see what zk's portfolio report card is we're going to analyze his portfolio in five areas and see if it passes or flunks now let's begin with the first cat category which is cost the problem with many people is that they make the erroneous assumption that performance will overcome whatever investment costs that they are paying rarely is that true and with high cost portfolios just like the extinct tasmanian tiger it's never seen. This outperformance is never seen. Now, for ZK's traditional IRA, again, it's held with American funds, and he's paying uh, around a 1% sales load, plus, on average, 1.5% in ongoing expenses. In his AIG Polaris annuity, he pays 1.9%, plus another 0.72% to all the way up to 1.71% in fund expenses, according to the prospectus. Now, with ZK's combined portfolios, you're looking at 
from all these variable annuities and American funds, average expenses around 2.5%, which is completely unsatisfactory and well above the benchmark of cost that we use for our grading. And with his current cost structure, ZK, if he averages 8% over the next 10 years, he's going to end up with around $591,000 versus $734,000 with that same 8% return, but with lower investment cost. So that's a, a big, big amount and big number. Remember, the cost of financial advice should never exceed the potential benefits. In this case, ZK is paying lots and lots of money for financial advice to his advisor. And in this case, uh, what's happened is that the potential benefits are being overcome by the expensive nature of the advice. Next up is diversification. Now, the portfolio that ZK's put together does have exposure to emerging market stocks, international and U.S. stocks, bonds, and cash. Now, while this is okay, the portfolio's diversification is still cluttered and clumsy. For example, ZK owns several different funds. I'm going to give you these ticker symbols. AMPCX, BALCX, AICCX, and NPFCX. Now, these four funds all have duplicated and overlapping exposure to U.S. stocks. No investment portfolio should ever have this condition of over-diversification, let alone a portfolio that was assembled by a licensed, fee-gobbling financial advisor. There's no excuse for over-diversification, period. It does absolutely nothing uh, to enhance your portfolio's returns. So, the proper way to have a diversified portfolio is to own a variety of different assets, not the same kinds of assets or things masked behind different fund tickers with different names. Finally, ZK's portfolio misses exposure to two major asset classes, commodities and real estate. So on diversification, he comes up a little bit short definitely can make some improvements. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Portfolio Talk with Ron DeLegge. I'm doing a portfolio report card for ZK in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He's 55 years old, and he's in the real estate business. And he asked me to do a portfolio report card on his $381,601 investment portfolio. And that uh, consists of uh, two traditional IRAs, and a SEP IRA. Now, we just looked at the first two grading categories, cost and diversification. We're going to look at the next grading categories of risk, tax efficiency, and performance, and then we're going to give them a final report card grade of A, B, C, D, or F. Before we do that, stand by. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Portfolio Talk with Ron DeLegge. To get your portfolio analyzed and graded, go to PortfolioReportCard.com. Welcome back from the break. I'm Ron DeLegge. You're listening to Portfolio Talk Radio. Let's take a look at ZK's portfolio in the next area, risk. Now, ZK told me he's an aggressive growth investor with a long-term view. Uh, nevertheless, the risk of another 2008-like financial crisis or shock is one of his major concerns. Now, ZK's overall asset mix is the following. 
85% exposure to stocks, 14% to bonds, and 1% to cash. Now, from what I see, this is not an age appropriate asset mix for a late 50s aggressive investor because the asset mix, quite frankly, and quite explicitly, is beyond aggressive. It's hyper aggressive. Think about that. He's got 85% exposure to stocks. He's 55 years old. Now, a 20 to 40% correction in stocks would expose ZK's current portfolio to approximately $76,000 to $150,000 in market losses. Can he really handle that kind of heat? Since he's just a few years away from retirement, losses of this magnitude would be a major, major setback. So ZK definitely needs to dial down the risk. Let's take a look next at the tax efficiency. Let it be known that all well-built investment portfolios don't just own the right mix of assets, but they deliberately minimize the threat of taxes. Unfortunately, some investors, even those with tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401k plans, undermine the tax deferral benefits of their money through counterproductive behavior like premature distributions and loans. On a positive note, ZK has made uh, has not made this fundamental mistake and he does very, very well on tax efficiency. Final grading category is performance. All investment portfolios are guilty until proven innocent. Let me repeat that because that's pretty important. All investment portfolios are guilty until proven innocent. Why? Because your portfolio's performance will either exonerate or incriminate your portfolio's design. ZK's portfolio grew $4,749 over the past year. That's a 1.3% gain compared to a 3.9% gain for our blended index benchmark, which matches up with this same asset mix. ZK underperformed by 2.6% over the past year, and that's unsatisfactory. ZK's final portfolio report card is a D, and that's a poor score. Tax efficiency was his best grading category, whereas cost and performance were the weakest. Paying for financial advice and getting substandard results should definitely make ZK rethink his relationship with his current financial advisor. Aside from high fees, another problem is the opacity of fees because ZK is paying what's called 12B1 fees. These are hidden from plain sight and that opacity is problematic. Investors should always demand 100% transparency in how they pay for financial advice. And 12B1 fees are not opaque or not transparent. They are opaque and that is a problem. Clearly ZK's unsatisfactory performance though, that's really the bottom line of everything. That tells us if the current portfolio he's assembled is put together in a structurally sound manner. But his unsatisfactory performance clearly incriminates his portfolio's design. Here's another way to think about it. If he's unable to match or outperform a benchmark of passive index ETFs during a favorable market climate like right now, it's doubtful that he'll suddenly start to excel when market conditions worsen. 
financial advisor that ZK has hired has not earned his keep. So in conclusion, let's hope that ZK can find a way to improve his future results. And if he can, I think he'll reach his financial goals. That's what we want to see. So how is your investment portfolio doing? Go to PortfolioReportCard.com to find out. Also, be sure to follow me on Twitter at PTalkRadio. Again, my Twitter handle at PTalkRadio. Thanks for listening to Portfolio Talk. I'm Ron DeLegge. Be sure to tune in to our next episode. Don't miss it. The views expressed in this broadcast are not necessarily that of our advertisers, sponsors, or broadcast partners. The discussion of investing is general and should not be construed as investment advice or an offer to buy or sell securities. Listeners are responsible for their own investment decisions and results. Before investing, always consult a prospectus for risk, charges, expenses, and other information. Read the prospectus carefully before investing. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No reproduction or dissemination of Portfolio Talk Radio is permitted without the expressed written consent of its producers.